How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. I've um I decided to join the gym this week mm-hmm. and um the so I get to the gym and I'm about to go spinning for the first time Oof. and I go to get on the bike and I smack my knee. So I'm like, this is a great start because, oh, you know, no. I've injured myself already. And obviously you can't stop then because it's a car. So I had to, like, carry on spinning with this painful knee. It was uh, it was an experience. But, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, dear. I've only ever done one spin class in my life, and that was in 2011. And I thought I was going to vomit, so I never did it again. Yeah, I don't think it's for me. I don't mind the cycle bike, the cycle bike, the bike, but um, the cycling the bike. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just too intense, and it was just like the guy's screaming at me, and I'm just kind of like, this is not how I like to exercise. Yeah. I like to you know, I like affirmations, and you know, come on guys, let's do it. Not stand up, lean forward, position two. I was like, position two. There's more than one position on the bike. <laughs> like what? I have to have a book on this. It was just, it was way too much. So yeah. Uh, but I've been so yeah, I've got a dodgy knee, but I've been okay. What have you What have you been up to? Um, I'm in rehearsals. I'm doing summer holiday up at the Bolton Optican Theatre. So I've been <gasps> lot doing lots of singing and acting and stuff, having lots of fun and laughing and seeing Cliff Richard songs. This is a great way to spend any day, really. Yeah, this is a total I'm joy. Have you been to the cinema recently? Do you know what, Carissa haven't, so <laughs> you're going to hate <laughs> you me know again. <laughs> no, Eleanor, I have to say, because since I've moved, this, the, where I used to live, I had two cinemas within like a five-minute driving distance, and where I've moved, the closest Cineworld is um, like half hour away. So, oh, wow, okay. Um, teeny bit, so yeah, I've not seen a lot this week, so this top ten is going to be a bit different than the previous weeks we've had, but you know, whatever, we'll see how it goes. I'm very excited, though, because there's one film in particular that is no longer in the UK top ten. Is that Greatest Showman? I am so sick of this film. <laughs> I, My boyfriend's family, um, they love it, and it's all they sing at his house, and it's just... Every, it makes me laugh, because when we're in the car now and it comes on the radio, me and Scott just look at each other, and he just knows how angry I suddenly <laughs> become. But I just, I'm just so sick of it. I'm just There are other films, like, please, just... I'd rather everyone sing High School Musical 3 or something. It's just, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so yeah, no Greatest Showman this week. But I did. I was in Sainsbury's today and I saw it's out on DVD. So if you want to give someone a really shit present, get yourself down to Sainsbury's. Right, please stop slating it, Karis, because I loved it. <laughs> I can't. I did like it, but I just feel like it's been, it's just been killed. Yeah, right, it's been yeah. killed. Okay, so yeah, top 10 this week. At number 10, I've not seen this. It's a very new release. It's Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is an anime film. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's about a young girl who finds a mysterious power, flower sorry, flower that gives her power to become a witch for only one night. So it sounds quite cool. Um, it's not showing anywhere nearby me, as expected. Yeah. But yeah, so that's at number 10. At number 9, it's Peter Rabbit, which has fallen from grace a lot recently. Yeah, you saw and that, at right? number. I did, yeah. yeah. I saw it with Lewis, my little brother. I forgive him. Mm-hmm. Um, and at number eight this week, it's Tully. And I'm so gutted I've not seen Tully yet. I really wanted to see it. Are you a fan of uh, Diablo Cody? Uh, not particularly. <laughs> oh, no. But, but you just don't like her? You're not really into it? Uh, I, I, don't, I can't say I've not. I don't know. Is it a her? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, okay. Right, so Diablo Cody, Diablo Cody is the writer behind Juno, oh, Jennifer's Body. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, then I do like her. 
Yeah, she's uh, yeah, but this this is with Charlize Theron, and I really wanted to see it, but oh, I've just yes. not had a chance. And it's like that it was out for a week, and now it's only showing at half past one during the day. Right. So I'm not gonna get to go see that. So yeah, a bit guided about that, really. So yeah, number seven, I have seen this. It's the strangest sequel, Pray at Night. Okay. And now, did you see? Did you see the original Strangers? No. You didn't. Oh God! When it when it came out, I think I was in year ten or year eleven, and it was just everyone was just talking about it constantly. I think it was just one of those films that everyone become obsessed about for a little while. Mm. But basically, uh, the the plot of the original Strangers film. Oh, very loud car just passed the window. Uh, the plot of the original Strangers film is that Liv Tyler is in this cabin, in the woods. I think I might be completely making it up, and this these people knock on the door and they're wearing like doll faces. And essentially, they just murder everyone. Okay. There's no, there's no explanation. They just murder everyone. So, ten years later, we are presented with The Strangers 2. Now, this has been in production for ten years, and I think that tells you a lot about horror film, if after ten years it's not yet released. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, the film stars Christina Hendricks, who is from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore her. And when I saw her in this film, I thought, well, this is a bit of an odd casting. Um, mainly because she deserves a lot more. Right. So she's in this film, and basically it's about a family who are going to a caravan site as a holiday. Yes, as a holiday. And they arrive late at night, and no one's around. They go to the caravan, and suddenly they start seeing strange things and hearing strange noises, and a girl knocks on the door and then runs away. And it is complete shit. It really is terrible. It's, It's just... There are moments where you really question the... Common sense of the characters. There's one point where there's there's the mother and the daughter, and this one of the killers gets into the caravan, and she kind of runs towards them. That's two versus one. Just jump the bitch. Like, come on. You <laughs> yeah. some, this this is why I go kick, to kickboxing. Just you know, just do it. And then there's there's a point where um, one of them has a gun, and she goes to shoot someone, but she doesn't shoot them. And then obviously later on, in the, it's it's just. The writing is absolutely dreadful. It's a very bad... It's it's a shame because the first film was very original, but the, the writing's absolutely terrible. It's um, it's it's not good. And it's actually a shame because it's the writer of the original film, so it's not like oh, um, yeah. it's some new kid. And I think he even got help from the person who did 30 Days of Night, so there are some... Either way, absolutely dreadful, completely avoid. But that's okay. the, I think that's the only new release I saw this past week, right. so that was quite disappointing. Um, and number six is Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Not the new one, the original one. For some reason, it's back in the charts. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, um, it's the final cut, because I think the, the thing with Blade Runner is, is there's about six different cuts. Right. So, it's, yeah, that's in them. And number five, it's Rampage. Have you seen, have you seen Rampage? I've got hiccups, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking really fast. I can't around the fact that I can't actually breathe. Yeah. Rampage. Have you seen Rampage? No, I haven't. I really, I really enjoyed Rampage. It's basically just complete utter nonsense with Dwayne Johnson, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, what more could you want in life? I really like um, him. I really like him. <laughs> he's that. I really like him. A he seems man. like a just. He seems like if he was your, if he was your neighbor, he'd like offer to cut the grass and. Yeah. You know, just he's just one of them guys. Kind just man. nice. Yeah. Just kind man with just a body of. Steel. I don't, 
still it's just you, you just want to climb it yeah. kind of a, thing a body of, just, of, of rock body of rock there some you might go. say <laughs> I always wondered whether anyone ever approached him to be play that character in the Fantastic Four yeah because he wouldn't actually need that much CGI would mm. he at number four I wanted to get your opinion on this actually it's the Guernsey Literary and Potato Pill Pie Society. <laughs> I uh, have no interest in seeing it. I did actually see a tweet that made me laugh when it was like, Get Out being a film or on like being nominated and then they're making shit like this. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, I, it's not for me. Uh, it looks like a BBC Sunday afternoon film. If you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's just, got a big it's cast. It's got like a lot of names. Yeah, well, I th- I mean, I love Lily James, so I was quite surprised that um, she she was in this shit. To be honest, yeah. so, you know, you never know. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was at number four. At number three this week, it's um, a quiet place, mm-hmm. which. Th- it's a strange thing with this film. It's kind of like everyone really loved it when it first came out, and then all of a sudden people have started to not like it and I've seen a few tweets recently that say things like the more I think about A Quiet Place the more I dislike it and I'm really confused by that did you like it yeah I really loved it I really did I mean at number two this week it is a new release it is I Feel Pretty which is the new Amy Schumer film Mm. now I've not gone to see this because I actually don't like Amy Schumer there's not not particularly reason I just don't really like her comedy I just don't really you know yeah but um it's just it's it's not for me but i've read some very funny reviews about this film so i'm going to share some with you oh, these great. are from letterbox okay so this one is from blu-ray billy the worst experience in a cinema i have ever had <laughs> not because people around me were noisy but the film was painful to watch this is another review from amy i'm so ashamed of myself for paying five pounds to go see this I feel like I was in hell for almost two hours and being forced to watch this was my punishment. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not the biggest fan of Amy Schumer either and the whole premise of the film seems totally ridiculous to me. So. It's um, a, a lot of people are trying, basically saying that whoever's created this film has tried to do it with the intention of being very body, body positive and things like that. Um, but in front of... Um, from what I've heard about the actual storyline is that it still advocates makeup and things like that. Mm. So it doesn't it's yeah, it's just a lot a lot of what I've read is that it doesn't it it tries to achieve something that's very profound and very empowering to women, but it just falls flat because it's not really, is it? Yeah. And also, so. like Amy Schumer always sort of puts herself forward as, as this like anti-Hollywood woman, but actually, I'm like you're not. You're white, you're blonde-haired blue-eyed I think and probably a size 10 12 max like you are basically what is celebrated in our world like you are able-bodied white and sort of fit into the general stereotypes of being a popular beautiful woman so like she uh, she actually um she actually she's a size 10 and she actually um called out glamour magazine a couple of years ago because they put her in a plus size actress actress feature mm. and she basically said like i'm not plus size so yeah you're absolutely right that you can't really be the advocate for let's include women of all sizes 
when you're not including women of all sizes yeah. it's it's just it's ridiculous but there, i remember a while ago was because she's um she's been around for a while like she did a lot of mad tv stuff mm. back in the day so she was quite big on youtube but she um she's tried to she's lied about her dress size quite a lot and it's been back of i mean it's something that i don't particularly give a fuck about to be honest because i couldn't care less about anyone's dress size um apart from me when i'm in h&m because the size is ridiculous <laughs> i mean how can i be a size 15 in 50 that's not even a size caris like you're a size six in one top and then you're a size 14 in some g it's yeah. ridiculous anyway fuck h&m but basically she is trying to be this she's trying to be, be the melissa mccartney mm. who she still wants to be I don't, I don't know what she's trying to be, achieve but i'm not interested i've not seen i didn't see train wreck because it just didn't appeal to me i didn't see the film she did with goldie horn and i think that's all she's really done that's mainstreamy yeah i've, I've watched train wreck and was really nonplussed. it was one of those things that i sort of saw at home sort of was on in the background and was just not entertaining at all yeah i'm just looking at her um filmography now oh she was in 30 rock for an episode i don't remember that hmm. she was in two episodes of girls i don't remember that either yes i do remember that uh who did she play she was um oh oh yes yeah, she, she was that girl's friend uh, yeah and like didn't she have a little business thing or something i can't remember yeah she she like it's the start of one of the seasons and she kind of like has a go at hannah because she's back with adam or something like that right. yeah i do remember it now yes yeah, sorry so she, she was in two episodes of girl then she did train wreck and then she did a film called snatched which yeah so she's only really done three big mainstream films mm. and uh she's yeah i just it's just it's just not for me she's got a new film coming out that's called she came to me um where she's the lead again so i don't it's just yeah i just i don't know i don't know what it is i hate being that person that's kind of like i don't like this woman but i just don't like this woman no and also like her politics i mean not to get make this too political but just sort of her version of feminism isn't inclusive at all and some of the things she said have been really offensive and i just i don't have time for her I think, yeah, I think that's one of the main problems. And she's friends with Jennifer Lawrence, so, you know, she's out of my book. And you hate Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just, we'll just sidestep that little situation. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty. I will not be nah. feeling like going to see that film. So, not for me. Uh, and at number one, it is Avengers Infinity War, which I think will be at number one for the rest of eternity until Avengers Infinity War 2 comes out next year. <laughs> have you seen it? Are you... I have seen it. I... I want to go see it again, but I have to wait for my boyfriend to finish watching the other Avengers films. Right. He he only has Civil War left to go, which we're going to watch next weekend, and hopefully we'll go see it again. But I watched um I watched so so far I've watched Avengers Assemble with him, which was okay. He didn't ask too many questions. We were with some friends as well, and then we watched First Avenger. And I wanted to punch him in the mouth. He questions... Because obviously he's at the point where he's seen a lot of adverts or Avengers and things like that. So he was asking questions like, why is 
Bucky Barnes in this. He's in the new one, but this is set in 1942. Why is she in this? But it's how is that Iron Man's dad? And I was like, just, just watch the film. Just watch the film. Yeah. And um, it was fine. It was fine. And then obviously at the end of the film, he was like, well, why, well, why is Bucky Barnes dead? And I'm like, just, 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 just watch the film. <laughs> and then we watch Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which I love. And I have you seen it? No, I don't think I have. If you're going to watch any Marvel film, just watch that one because on its own as a standard, it's a brilliant spy thriller. It's very good. So we watched that and it was just constant questions. Why is he here? What's he doing? What's he doing? I thought he was dead, but he's from the 1942. But who's that? What's his name? What's his real name? What's he been in? Wasn't he in that thing? How was bad. It? Just watch the film. Just watch the film. Mm. So I didn't watch Avengers Age of Ultron with him. I, he watched that with a friend and I was very, very thankful. So we'll see how Civil War goes. But anyway, yes, yeah, so that's the top ten. So not really a lot of new stuff. There was a new film called Lean on Pete that came out, which has got huge reviews. It's a bit of an indie as well. That's the number 12 this week. Um, so I'd recommend people to go see that. Oh, great. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, coming out this week, we have another Marvel film. It is Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah, of course. Have you seen Deadpool? No, I haven't. I watched it really late. Like, I didn't go to the cinema to see it. I can't remember why. I think I was just so sick of everyone talking about it. Mm. So I just, it just kind of, I did the same with Ant-Man, really. Um, but the other film coming out this week is called On Chisel Beach. Have you heard of this? No, fill me in. It is, um, I think it's another indie film, but it's based on a book by Ian Mc... I hate pronouncing names. Ian McEwen. Ian McEwen, yeah. Ian McEwen, yeah. I'm going to have to just call my kids like Tim and Bob because I'm never, <laughs> I can't pronounce anything. Yeah, so Saoirse Ronan uh, is in this film and uh, it's it's a bit of a tearjerker. Oh, great, another tearjerker. Another tearjerker. And obviously, it's, uh, Saoirse Ronan has a way of just making me cry with anything she's in. She's like brilliant. The I really Lovely like Bones, her. Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's still very underrated. Mm. She She was incredible with that. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's out this week, and it's basically about it's um, about young spouses who destroy their marriage because of fear of intimate reasons. Okay, sounds vague, familiar. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it it doesn't give too much away in the plot, and I don't want to read too much because obviously, whenever a film's based on a book, if you dig too deep, you will find out yeah. everything. But um, yeah, it looks it looks like a tearjerker. It's set in the oh, I'm not too sure what period. Oh no. Oh, sorry. No, I can't get... I don't want to get anything about the plot because I don't want to spoil it myself, but... Yeah, it looks it looks like a tearjerker. I think that um, Sam Mendes was orig- originally going to direct it and it's been given to Dominic Cook, who uh, has done a lot of television mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, it yeah, it looks interesting, and I really like Saoirse Ronan's work, so I think I'll go see that. But, yeah, it looks like a tearjerker. Grill. Love a good cry. But, yes. Oh, I love a good cry. I can't remember the last thing I cried at. Oh, no, I've cried a lot lately. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on from the film talk, moving on to television talk. Okay. Um, I feel really bad because I'm so behind on The Handmaid's Tale and I'm really sh- ashamed of myself. Um, I think I'm, like, three episodes behind now or something. Oh, right, yeah. But, um, so yes, yeah, so that's, that's been getting some mixed reviews recently. Oh, I'm in. I, I love it. I love it. You love it? Yeah. That's good. I trust your opinion and I trust Lauren's opinion mm-hmm. and you're both saying good things, so never mind anyone else but um yeah i'm gonna catch up with that soon but i keep watching i'm watching like, a lot of bbc dramas lately okay <laughs> which cool. i never used to do um which is getting me in the mood to create my own um online drama series so that's quite cool um yeah i'm watching westworld but mm-hmm. this week i 
this weekend rather, I completely binged out on the girlfriend experience. Oh, I don't even know what that is. So the girlfriend experience is based on a film by Steven Soderbergh. So like Magic Mike, um, you know, he's yeah. great, great work. And they made a TV show and it's basically about a young law student who becomes an escort and it is crazy. It's so interesting. It's so intense. There's so much happening and it really shows you this world. Obviously, it paints a very good picture like, oh, yes, everyone should become an escort. It's <laughs> a little life. And then obviously there's, there's the danger like you don't know all these men and, you know, there's this one storyline in particular which was so fantastic. It, like, it was... It was one episode that they focused on it, really. But she basically, this guy that she's um, seeing as an escort, starts to think she's his girlfriend and starts to stalk her. And it's very straight. Yeah, it's, but it's a really good watch. It's on Amazon Prime. I'd very much recommend it. But Riley Keough, wow. I'm gonna have have to you look. seen much of her? No, I'm going to have to look her up to see if I know her. She is Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Okay. And she's uh, she's been in... She worked a lot with Steven Soderbergh. So she was in, like, Logan Lucky. She was in Magic Mike. She was in American Honey, which she was fantastic in. She plays a lot of the same character, which is, like, kind of like an outcast. Um, but she she's amazing. And um, I'm really excited to see what she does because I think she'll she's definitely up there with some of the great young actresses we've got because I think she's only... Yeah, she's only 28. So there's a lot there. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I recognise her, but I don't know if I've really seen her in anything in particular but great she's really cool but see i definitely recommend that but this week for me it's all about season two of 13 reasons why okay i haven't watched season one <laughs> haven't watched no. when when this came out i remember when it, they, they kept showing trailers for it last year on uh netflix and I actually sat there and was like, what a load of shit. Mm. That looks absolutely awful. Who is Selena Gomez? Thinking she is executive producing. And I put it on in the background while I was actually working on Foxhole during like early pre-production. And I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. Was this the suicide and one? It was, yeah. yeah I it remember was, it, people yeah. being obsessed with it. It was. It, there was a really funny meme where, like, if someone did something to you, then you'd reply back saying, "Welcome to your tape," um, which is not funny when you think about it. But you know, it's yeah. a meme. It's a meme. But yeah, it received a lot of sticks. A lot of people thought it was glamorizing suicide and things like that. But to be honest, what really made me angry is that they were completely ignoring how well done the writers and the people of the show had done the rape storyline. It was so realistic to sexual assault people I've spoke to like my own experiences it's so realistic how not that nobody cares but it's it's I would recommend watching the show once you get past the tweeny drama kind of stuff yeah. but it's it's dark it's not as light and it's not it's no Riverdale you know yeah I've never watched Riverdale but it's no Riverdale um I'm really excited for season two but I'm also quite worried because I like like the big little lies it's going off book yeah so you don't know what's going to happen. And also yeah, Handmaid's out. Tale, similar thing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's brave of them to do it because I think, I mean, there's so many great writers in the world. Why can't things go off book? I yeah. mean, G Game of Thrones has gone off book and it's one of the most popular franchises in the world. Yeah. Walking Dead's gone off book and that's like, what, on season 27? <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So this weekend I'm not leaving the house, <laughs> basically. Great. Lots of catching up to do. Lots of catching up to do. So yeah, that's um that's television. 
So yes, anything you're watching lately on telly, or yeah, you are too busy? I'm just, I've I've just binged sort of last the last two weeks, um, a program called Smilf. Have you Smilf. heard of it? Yeah, Smilf. So single mother, I'd like to. Um, and it is was by an actress. I'm just trying to find her name. Um, so it's on Sky. So if you've got Sky Go, okay. Uh, there's an actress called Frankie Shaw, who okay. Uh, she wrote it and she stars as the lead and she based it on her own experience and she first of all made a short film about it which then got picked up um, at Cannes like a couple of years ago and then because of that she was wow. able to sort of get the idea out there and it's made it into a season and it's season two's been commissioned and they're making it now but it's just about uh, this young mum who has this sort of two-year-old and she is really struggling uh living in Boston and it's just sort of about the bad choices she makes but trying to be the best mum that she possibly can in like some tough circumstances and it's funny as hell but it's also like very raw very real I definitely cried in maybe one of the last episodes um it's only sort of short episodes but like she's a brilliant actress and knowing that she's sort of based it on her own experience and she's like beautiful as well <laughs> not that that should be anything <laughs> but like she's just like a really sort of great well-written well-rounded woman like she makes mistakes and she's fucks up at times am I allowed to swear I don't know if I'm allowed to swear am I allowed to swear yeah gotcha. yeah uh, and she is just a brilliant character and the kid in it the who plays her son is the cutest thing ever so she's got a son called Larry Larry Bird and I found out that it's actually played by twin girls little boy the little boy's played by twin girls yeah because he's only like supposed to be two or three or something oh my god yeah um, yeah I've, I've just googled it and they are absolutely gorgeous oh, they're amazing so I'd highly recommend that that's interesting though the little boy playing by twin girls yeah apparently Lee told me that they did the same on with Ben on um, Friends, Ross's son. Do you know what? I do remember reading something about that. Played by a girl on Friends. Yeah, because when he grows up, he's Dylan and Cole Sprouse, mm. isn't he? But young, ah. young Ben. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so funny. Do you know what? I found a really fun. There was a really funny tweet, uh, Twitter story going on the other day about Friends, and it was saying why they made Ross and Monica brother and sister, mm. and it's because otherwise all the friends would have sided with Carol in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I didn't realize how much people hated Ross. There's like people that there, there, there was, go on rampages. There was another thread that was out maybe last year sometime that was like why Joey was a better match. For Rachel than Ross and I was like wow it made some really big points and I was like I feel like I need to watch the whole season again like yeah. Ross is the Do you worst what? I think because I think that um Friends obviously it come on Netflix late last year yeah. so I think it found this whole new audience of people that are younger than us and obviously a lot of people were like what the hell is this show there's no black people there's no people of color anywhere yeah. and I mean obviously there wasn't I mean no. it was terribly undiverse like you can tell in later seasons they started to like because I think Aisha Tyler came into it at one point yeah. and they tried to but when you watch it like no one dates a person of colour there's no people of, and they're in New York I mean come I on but um, yeah and I think now there's a new audience they're kind of looking at it through a new for a new um, kind of way and it's just I laugh at them I laugh at them like I'm not like I'm an old lady though because I'm like oh you're so cute look at you <laughs> and um, 
it's a uh, it is quite funny but yeah the hatred for ross is insane yeah. it's it's i feel quite sorry for david schumer but yeah. i just think um schumer swimmer Sh- i'm swimmer. getting confused with that bloody bitch amy <laughs> <laughs> jesus okay right yeah so that's the end of the television and uh film debates for this week um so yeah so this week's theme is day jobs Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have one. We all have to have one, unless you're very bloody lucky, or your last name's Jenner or Kardashian. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm sure they work very hard. Um, so yes, we're talking about day jobs. Eleanor, start us off. What was your first ever job? First ever job, as in a first ever day job, or as in like first ever job from day one when I was a teenager. Day one when you were a teenager. I'm interested to hear this. Actually, the, well, actually, the first way I earned money, which is this is quite a glam thing to do, I when I was oh. like 15, I sang at like a like working men's club, like a like a the Lions Club. So I used to sing for a family friend as like entertainment while they were having like meals and stuff. So that's actually quite a glam thing to do, and not like oh my God. newspaper round. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so clever. I love that. So, where did you? What did? What jobs did you get after that then? Uh, the next thing I probably would have been done was I was like working in clothes shops. Probably I worked in Hamleys. That was probably my first ever proper job, like regular job. How many jobs would you say you've had at this point? Because I know for actors it is a bit more frequent than others. I've done everything. I've done everything. I actually, for an actor, the girlfriend I, experience. Thing... <laughs> no, I mean, I wish I'd earned that kind of no. money. <laughs> Considered it. Uh, no, I've kind of done bits and bobs of everything. I've worked in like call centres. I've sold sofas. I've sold perfume. I have never been a waitress, which is one of the things that I feel like most actors have done. Um, yeah. I've worked backstage at a theatre. I teach a lot now, teaching kids drama teaching kids singing and dancing and stuff um and like working events doing a lot of promotions I've done a lot of different jobs and what do you do now as a day job um so when I'm not acting I my main thing my main source of income is teaching kids so I go into like schools and do workshops um teach kids drama teach kids storytelling theatre sort of general which is good because yeah, it's a nice it's good, job. because you get to keep creative as well as earning money. Yeah. So you've landed on your feet, if I'd say anything, to be honest. Yeah, um, but it's totally freelance, so that's the only downfall of it. But kids are amazing. Like, it's a good job to have, like, to just kind of keep inspired because you chuck stuff at kids and they're like, yeah, great. They're brilliant. We could all learn a lot <laughs> they're from like, them. Yeah, they're the most uh, enthusiastic people to be around, I think, as long as they're not your own, mm-hmm. I think, sometimes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just give them back at the end of the day. That's That's the best part. Well, I didn't. I didn't have the talent of singing in a club for my first job. I'm afraid, and I didn't do a paper round either. My first job was uh, babysitting. Oh, and yeah, I baby- I, Did you do babysitting yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. I did. I used to babysit like three kids a week, and I'd earn about thirty quid a week or something. Mm. So it was crap money. Thinking about it now, but 
I mean, all I was doing was just sitting in the house, watching TV yeah. and eating their food. I know. That's it. it. Was... I used to, like, have to hide how much I'd eaten. Like, I'd, like, tuck yes. down the side of the bin to be like, oh, yeah, I had three oh, bags God. of crisps. <laughs> I'd put the wrappers in my pocket, my yeah. coat pocket, to leave. And then once I got home, I'd get rid of them. But that's all I did. And the, the, it, the kids were fine. The kids just were in bed most yeah. of the time. But um, that's what I did for, like, years. And that was, like, every kid in the neighbourhood, I'd babysit for them at one point. Mm. But then I got to, after my work experience, I got given, so I did my work experience at a clothes shop. This was back when I wanted to be a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a job afterwards and I loved it because it was like the trendiest shop in town. It sold designer clothes and all like the hot boys from school would walk in and be like, hey, Karis. I'm like, hey, He's like, do you have these jeans? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, so I loved that. And then that lasted for about six months. And then after that, I... I did, obviously I, I didn't really have a job for a little while then I then when I finished sixth form when I say finished I mean failed um I got my first ever job which was as customer services and it was the easiest job I've ever had in my life and I'd work from like 12 till 8 and so there was like nothing really to do past four o'clock so I used to just sit on tumblr because that's when I was obsessed with tumblr mm used to just sit on Tumblr and then my, I got my best friend a job then I got my other best friend a job then I got my other best friend a job so we just sat chatting all day Great. the best job in the world and then um, then they made us all redundant <laughs> oh. not, not because we weren't doing work but because the company was moving but to be honest it was the best thing that happened to me because that paid for film school and my Mac and stuff like that but yeah so that was like my first proper day job and then after that I did more customer services and then I was like a regional reports manager for a while and then I switched jobs. I'm on my one, two, three. I'm on my fifth job now mm. at 26, which is a bit, but you know, because I'm not an actress, so I don't kind of. But I've, do you, I've never worked in a food place, and people find that funny. Yeah, it's a, it's quite common. Like I remember all my friends working at Pizza Hut. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everyone worked at Pizza Hut, and I remember my my mate Sana. She worked um, at Mango, and I was like, God, that's such a cool job. You work at Mango, like because I thought Mango was like a really cool <laughs> shop. Uh, yeah. And I always used to want to be like a, um, a barista at, at Starbucks or something. I thought that was going to be a really, oh, really God, cool job. Yeah. And I, I never I never got a... I think I gave my CV in so many times but never got a job there. No, I, re- I always wanted to work at Cineworld and I'm so glad I didn't because it just seems about... My friends... Um, when my best friend worked in Thornton's, the chocolate shop, and I thought that was the coolest oh, job yeah. ever. Yeah. She yeah, and she, and she used to like. I don't know if you've been in there but when they they ice like chocolate bars, like say Happy Birthday, Eleanor, mm. and she'd do it, and like I'd watch her, and I'd be like, "You're so cool, look at you go." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I think, and then a couple of my other friends worked in Woolworths and Brantano and like clothes shops, really, mm. uh, and then we all got very dull jobs that we have now, like real jobs, yeah. yeah. Real jobs. Oh, I did. Guess uh, what? Oh, oh no, I was going to say, actually, I did kids' parties for a while as well. That was when, that was sort of got me through drama school. On my weekends, I'd like dress up as Ariel and go and do a kids' party or a high school musical person and entertain kids for an hour for some good money. That does sound like good money. Again, it's more kids as well. They're happy with whatever you give them. Yeah. I love it. Um, Guess what the three most common jobs are, not most popular jobs in the UK. Oh, what is there a lot? Uh, oh God, I don't know. Uh, bar staff? <laughs> Actually, no. I was quite surprised by that. The most three popular jobs are sales, 
Yeah. Which is what I, where I work in, really. Construction. Yeah. And transport. Okay, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. It, does, it says quite a lot there, but guess what the three, the three best jobs, these are job roles, the three best job roles in the UK are, and I'm going to give you a clue, actress and director are not in them. <laughs> no shit. So as in, as in people have said, like, it's the best sort of quality of job, like the best job best, to have. Best quality of life, best money, best um, just, like... What do, what do they call it? Staff, not maintenance, um, well-being, yeah. morale, morale Ooh, boosting. Who would be happy? I don't know. Um, I'd be happy if I... Oh, I don't know. Something, maybe people that work outside? Um, one of them works outside. Yeah, um, you're close on that one. Tree surgeon? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be a great job. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. The first number at number one, it's marketing manager. Oh wow! That is Vague. the most. That is the best job in the UK. Apparently, sure. marketing manager. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the second best job is financial director. Because <laughs> you get to say where the money goes. <laughs> it goes. And the third best job is mechanical engineer. Ah, oh, they get a lot of money, don't they? Yeah, so, so basically, I, I, think, my, my, I think people saying just the more money, half the happier you are. I'm not too sure because <laughs> I mean there there are some there are some jobs that you earn a lot of money from, but I guess you're not like CEOs and stuff. You're never really a CEO for a company for a very long time. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they're the three best jobs. Obviously, actor and director is not in this, and I think the problem is that a lot of us are in jobs that we don't want to be in, but we obviously have to pay bills, we have to pay mortgages, we have to pay rent. I think a lot of people ask the question is how do you work nine to five without going to the, the highest floor and jumping out the window? Mm. Yes. So how to battle boredom at work. Now I've done this a lot ever since I was working, even at like babysitting jobs, but how do you battle boredom at work? So if I've been in jobs where it has been like soul destroying, like call centers. And yeah. Like I, take regular bathroom breaks <laughs> um, <laughs> I would always like have something with me this is probably if anyone like any of my past employers ever hear this then well they can't do anything about it now they can't fire me <laughs> but like I'd always take like my own work in to do so whether it was like learning monologues or like reading plays or taking my laptop in to like do my own work or I would yeah. always like try and make the most of that time and oh god how do you like not want to jump out the window it's really tough isn't it especially if you do a lot of the same thing so I think it's good to have a job where you can like mix it up just so that you're yeah. sort of being challenged and like your brain sort of has to focus whereas if you're doing the same thing day in day out when you're almost on autopilot that's when your brain can go Eleanor why are you doing this because you're an actress and this is very not creative and yeah, you can okay. start. I think it is. Everything. It's quite. Um, if you can break your day up and do things like I, I do things a lot in like fives and tens. So like I'll do ten things. This this sounds very crazy and OCD right now, but I'll do like something for ten, like ten times. Then I'll do something else for ten times, okay. just to kind of like mix it up. So I've I've always done that. I don't know why. I I never did it in school, but ever since I started working, I always do things in tens. Like I'd answer ten emails and then <clears throat> I do. I don't know, like 10 data entry things or whatever it is. So I've always done that. But I like to you, I just, I have a notebook everywhere I've worked. 
and I will just scribble things down, whether it's film ideas, whether it's films I want to see, whether it's songs that I want to listen to or albums I have forgotten. Just just scribble it down. Post-it notes. Post-it notes are your best friend if you're bored at work. Mm. Just scribble anything down. I mean, my cousin Josh, who um, worked in HMV for a long time, he used to write film ideas on till receipts. Ah, yeah. And and I love that idea. I thought it was so, so cool. And... Um, where I worked before some of the guys I mean it depends who you work with as well if you work in an office environment where people are very friendly the day does pass quicker because you can have general conversation and things like that where I worked with at one point they did this thing where they would draw it was kind of like charades but they'd do it on a post-it note about a film and then they'd pass it around and you had to guess the film Hmm. obviously if you've got a manager that is very overbearing and doesn't like you messing around it can be harder and I think that's that's one problem which I think we should take a side track on is sometimes at at jobs god people can be so mean yeah have you ever experienced that with someone's just just unnecessarily well horrible to you yeah I've I, I have experienced that and it's been in retail and I think Certain people, when they get a little bit of power, it like goes to their head and they abuse oh, it. Oh god, yeah. And like there yeah. only could only be like one rung up from you, but if you're being managed by someone, it's is there's a fine line between being a good manager and being an asshole. <laughs> and people cross that line all the time, I think. All the time. I mean, when I first my first job that I had, which was the customer services job, I um I got pulled into my boss's office one day, and like me being the anxious person I am, I was like my god what have I done (laughs) and uh, I remember like walking down the stairs and my best Charlotte you know Charlotte Mm. she kind of like looked at me and she was like good luck I was like I don't know what I'm doing and basically I got told off in a very nice way because my manager liked me she said "Uh, basically I need you to stop going on Facebook during work hours I was like 19 at the time and I said like oh yeah sorry I'm really sorry I won't do that again and I said, um, just out of curiosity, because um, I didn't have her on Facebook. This was like a six-year-old woman. She didn't have Facebook. I said, out of curiosity, um, did it get pulled up by someone? And this woman that I worked with had printed out my Facebook and basically reported me for being inappropriate because I took pictures, drinking and being being a 19-year-old, yeah. basically. The real story was that she didn't like the fact that her husband, who also worked in the office, was liking these pictures. That's where it boiled down to. And essentially, this woman tried to get me fired. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so, because I only had her on Facebook. I didn't have anyone else in the company. Well, obviously, I had her husband on Facebook and, like, a few other people. But, yeah, so she, um, she went full out. Like, she printed off, like she went to HR and everything it was crazy like this woman was 30 and I was 19 years old it was just Mm. so inappropriate and obviously after that I was treated quite badly I'd be kind of like little comments would be said and things like that and I remember one day I came into work and I come in I think I had a half day and I'd ordered something online and they'd put it in the bin what yeah they put it in the bin. So, like, you know, we have, like, little bin, pedal bins at the yeah. bottom of, like, everyone's desk. Yeah, they put my stuff in the <gasps> bin. That's awful. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was really shitty. And my friend, obviously, like I said, I had a few friends there. One of them had a baby, and um, she hadn't been into the office with her baby. And people are obsessed with this. Like, people think that you should come into the office and show off your baby. 
and she hadn't because she'd had I think she had about she had about she had a rough pregnancy she had a rough birth and she was at home with her kid like she didn't want to come back into the office with her baby and someone said one of the nasty girls had said a comment saying oh I bet she doesn't want to come in because her baby's got two heads or something <gasps> and obviously I was talking to obviously she's my best friend so I was like oh you won't believe what so-and-so said um what Mm. she thinks you're not going to come in because the baby's got two heads and my friend being my friend messaged the girl and said like don't you ever yeah. <laughs> fucking talk to me like that again kind of thing and then obviously I was the bad guy again oh, Jesus. Um, so that was a rough job and then that was that was like my first experience of like workplace horribleness so I don't wish that upon anyone and then to be honest the second job I had, there was nothing major. Oh, there was one girl that come back from maternity leave, and she didn't she didn't like me because I wasn't there before. Like it was that typical office thing that some women do where they don't like new people yeah. because I think some people get they don't have much going on outside their life where it comes to work. So when their workplace is kind of like threatened, because you know me, I'm a big big walking threat. Um, they yeah. get a little bit strange. So yeah, she she yeah she was quite nasty to me. She got fired. So yeah, that was um, that was short lived, which was you know. Mm. Uh, and then, and then my third job, I got accused of having an affair. <gasps> oh wow! Yeah, because I went to lunch with um, one of the guys, and by lunch I mean we walked to the co op, and then walked back. Oh my god. So, yeah, so people said I was having an affair. And do you know what? This job as well, I'm going to have to tell you this because this is the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me in a workplace. And I'm going to have to share this on this podcast. So I'm at this job and I haven't been there for very long. I think I've been there at this point for maybe two, three months. And I'm sitting at my desk and one of the bosses came in. So this is like a guy who's quite high up with a lot of power. So he comes in and he says, like, how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he puts his hand on my shoulder, which I just really don't like. Mm. I just don't like that. So he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, um, oh, you've got a cup of tea? And I said, yeah, I've got a cup of tea. Like, I'm feeling very awkward at this point. And he's like, oh, very nice. And then he takes his two fingers and dips them in my cup of tea. <gasps> <laughs> What did you say or do? I did not know what to do or what to say, so I just laughed because that's yeah, what I do when yeah. men do weird things to me. I just laugh it off and inside want to die. Anyway, basically, I got called into the office by the other big boss and they profusely apologised. Mm. But yeah, after that, I was kind of like, I don't want to work in this place anymore. It was just too much. Um, so yeah, it was. he never apologised or said anything he thought it was just funny and weird he invited me out for dinner at one point as well and I said no it was very very odd but yeah so that's 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 the worst but then the job I just left as well that was absolutely dreadful yeah I know you hated that for it was just absolutely awful and the stories at the place I just left I'm not going to name it of course but the sexual harassment at that other place is off the it was insane insane not just just not not for me i mean some cases but other women in that place it was absolutely dreadful what they had to go through was just horrendous and some of the one one guy there was one story in particular where one girl was receiving these inappropriate emails from someone and 
um, she reported it and she said, look, these emails are making me feel really uncomfortable and I really want you to tell the guy to stop emailing me. And the guy's manager said, well, his wife is away right now. Oh, oh it makes me so mad. Wow. Yeah, wow. that girl ended up leaving because no she was shit. so fed up with it. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I... Um, but the thing is, like... We're in offices, like there's a, there's a there's a line in Foxhole actually that I'd completely forgotten about but when we watched it at Sunderland. Mm. There's a line that I remember writing that's something like they tell they warn you about the creepy guys mm. in offices. It's people don't realise like how creepy some people in offices can be because they kind of get this impression that they have the right to do it yeah. because they are with you for eight hours a day. Yeah. That's and it does thing, get very it? uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, there were certain guys in that office that if they were at the coffee machine, I would not get a coffee. Wow. If they walked into the hallway to go to the toilet, I would not be going to the toilet because I just did not want to be in the proximity of them. It was just, just not just not what I was expect- just not what I wanted to do, really. So that's that's the really crappy part of day jobs as well is that it, it's still so rife. that ba- Like, it's not as bad as, like, Mad Men days, but... It's not exactly miles, miles better. No, it's not. And the thing is, people don't realise it's an issue. That's the issue. Like, if you're going to report it, you need proper... You need the, the right things implemented. And if the structure mm. isn't there to be to recognise when something is inappropriate, when something is harassment, which it clearly was, and for someone yeah. to turn around and sort of excuse it, because, you know, he's not getting any at the minute because his wife's away, then... it's <laughs> like, it just makes me laugh. I'm just picturing the idea of, like, someone joining a new job and then someone's like, yeah, so basically um, you you go for lunch at 12, you only get an hour lunch, um, don't go on the internet during work times, uh, don't dip your fingers in anyone's teacups <laughs> if that's okay. You know, it's I just mean, not something that, that you'd, you'd even... Uh, like, that's just, like, it's well, not I don't know. you'd even think of. No. And, like, that's... Well, I don't know if it is or not, but it's, it seems to me like a power thing. It's like a, just a, a man just abusing, we, being like, ha-ha, I've ruined your tea. I can do Deal this. Yeah, you can't yeah. do anything, kind of thing. Yeah, it's... Um, I'd like... Would you think... Do you think now that you'd do, you do something different? Do you think that you would have been like, you chuck the tea over I'd throw the tea at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw the tea at him. Like, oh, God, I'm just, I'm just remembering now because the second job that I had... Um, there was another, there was a person that was very, actually very, it was quite bad. And the thing that annoyed me was that a lot of people knew what he was like and they kind of took it as a joke. But he sent me an email once. Um, we were all going out. I hadn't, again, I hadn't been there for very long. So I'd been there for maybe, I started in the March and I think this was June. So what's that, two, three months? Mm-hmm. And um, he emailed me in the day and said, like, well, I can't wait to see you tonight in whatever you wear. And again, I'm, I'm, I think I'm 20 at this point, or 21, and this is a person who's in very high power, I'm not going to say what his job title was, and I just wrote back saying, ha ha, see you later, because I don't know what to say, what can I say, like, not only that, this person was related to another person who was very, very high up in the company, so mm. you can't do anything. And then, so we're out and we're having drinks. And this is with, with everyone in the office. So it's not just like me and him. And then at the end of the evening, my boyfriend is picking me up. And he says, this is the guy from work. Oh, I'll walk you to the bus stop. And I was like, no, thank you. My boyfriend's picking me up. And he said, boyfriend, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. And I said, yes, I do. I've got, a, you know, there was a picture of us on our desk, my desk, I think. And um, so... 
he he now refuses to walk me to the bus stop, which is fine. So I get in a get in a car with someone else, and then he jumps in the car too, and he's like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet Karis's boyfriend." Um, so it just felt really uncomfortable the whole time. It just really didn't feel right. Mm. And then I get out of the car, and the car goes off, so he doesn't see my boyfriend anyway. And then the Monday at work, I get an email from him saying, "You should dump him and be with me." I can give you everything you want. <sighs> and you bet you're like, yeah, great, great idea. Dumping my boyfriend right now. I'm going to come and see you and sit on your lap. <laughs> this, yes. this guy was twice my age. Yeah. Just want to add that as well. Twice my age. Of course. And a bit more, I think. A bit more, I'd say. I mean, he was in his 50s. Just want to point that out. Men are but, gross. I hate them all. So gross. Apart but, from um, the nice ones. <laughs> the nice ones. So you basically had to stop... Um, I just ignored his emails until eventually he like picked on someone else, which sounds disgusting because as a woman I shouldn't I should have just reported it, but I would have been fired. I would have one hundred percent been fired. Yeah. There's no point. So yeah, so in regards to day jobs <laughs> Don't do them, you get sexually harassed. Just, just be just poor. Don't, just don't just sign on the just doll. Just be poor, sign on the doll, and at least you'll never go through freaking traumatic incidences like someone dipping their fingers in your tea. And I don't say that as a uh, innuendo. It sounds like you've been particularly unlucky. Well maybe you haven't. Maybe that is the norm in regular office jobs. I don't know. But I can't say I've think... experienced that much sexual harassment at work, but no. It's a, it just makes you laugh with this, like the whole Me Too movement and things like that. Um, I think people fail to realise that, that behaviour is not just on film sets. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. you know, it's. I mean, it makes me laugh because at the moment in the current job I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of research into um, like FTSE top one hundred companies, mm. and there's no one at board level who doesn't have a penis. Yeah. And I think that. And sorry to turn this podcast episode into super feminism, but I think do you think do you think if there was there'd be less of that behaviour? Well, yeah, I definitely think so. Or I at least think I think there would be the right structures in place so that people could report it and not have the fear of losing their jobs. Hmm. But then, oh, I don't know. It depends, doesn't it? It depends on the woman because there's plenty of women out there who are anti-feminist and who are a part of the patriarchy or are misogynistic there are women out there who have misogynistic oh, thoughts God. who I would mean, equally turn yeah. around and say oh it's your own fault because you wore a skirt yes 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 i'd yes i've been told that before as well <laughs> yeah if maybe if you didn't wear skirts he wouldn't show you so much attention and i just it is 25 degrees in this stuffy office with broken aircon with 30 people breathing and you're telling me i can't wear a skirt okay Hmm. okay pal it's just like going back to like when I said I didn't want to report that guy emailing it's like I just didn't want to create like a fuss and a scene and that's just so wrong because if it was if it was like my daughter I'd be like oh, yeah. you go in there and you pick up that cup of tea and you throw it in his face yeah no I know, you know? I'd like to think but, now I mean I'm almost 30 so I would hope this is the case but like now I have no fear of being like if it's anything like toe, even towing the line I'm happy to stand up, I'm happy to speak to the right people and say, that's inappropriate, this should not be happening, this is happening, who do I speak to? I'm quite happy to do that now. Not that I experience it I've really, experience, or like, particularly in workplaces, I've not, I've, I don't really mm. experience it because of the jobs I have, but yeah. I think um, what I tend to do now when it happens is just stay quiet. Mm. Like I just stare at them because I just have no 
physical, emotional, or verbal response to it anymore. I'm just like, no. Yeah. Done. But, um, I don't think I can really give advice about how to deal with <laughs> sexual harassment. That's for another, just, another episode. As I've just previously said about how I've never reported it or done anything about it, um, apart from quit. Um, one thing, one advice I would give though, and I have to say this because I've worked with so many people that stick in the same job for 10 years and they're so miserable and all they do is complain. If you're really, really unhappy, find another job. Yeah. And for people that say, oh, there's not jobs around, like there's no jobs tree. If you're so unhappy and if you're, if you feel undervalued and if you feel like you're not getting paid enough, if you're not getting paid enough, then go work somewhere else mm. where you're not getting paid enough because at least you'll be happy and be underpaid. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, um, I see people, like I've worked in offices with people who have worked in the same place for like 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and they're so miserable mm. and they hate everyone and I just think, just leave, just go. Work in New Look. Yeah, if that's that in unhappy. your control, so... That's the thing, like, there are people that around the world that have to work in factories and have no choice. But, you know, you're working in a fucking office. If you're not happy, then go elsewhere. Yeah. It's just, it's harder for people who are older. But, I mean, I've seen 50, 60-year-old women quit and get better jobs and be a lot happier. Yeah. It, it is possible. Yeah. Or, you have to learn. I would also argue, complain less. <laughs> Like if like <laughs> Shut if up. it's not that bad that you need to leave the job you're in, then stop making everybody else miserable. I can't bear complaints yeah. anyway, people that moan. So I you would get, argue yeah. just keep it to yourself and also maybe like for every complaint you have, just list two positives in your head. Write them down. That's a good positive thought actually. Because I quite like things that. are not that bad. I think you get like I um I worked somewhere once where this guy would never stop complaining and every, it got to a point where like someone sat him down like not a manager but just another person was like look you need to go if you're really unhappy because you're pissing everyone yeah. else off you're just because it does it does kill your vibe like I think one of the best things about working somewhere if you get along with the people is that you really bounce off each other and that's why I really disagree with offices that are like no talking mm. no communication because I think that you're there for eight hours a day like sometimes like, Jesus Christ, if you can't, like, chat about what you thought of Game of Thrones last night, yeah. then what is the point? Yeah. So, I think, try and find, try and find someone that get along with, like, even if, even if you don't get along completely, try and find a common ground. Yeah. Like, there's, there, you have to, there's, there's always something you have in common. Like, even if it's just about, I don't know, <laughs> you watch one TV show that you both watch, nothing else is in common, or football or i don't know knitting yeah just just try and find something that you have in common with someone and just hold on to that but inevitably if you're that unhappy just get out because for your mental health it's just it's better for everyone yeah what's that what's that saying it's like sour apples the car rotten i'm just saying words There's a saying. I'm going to have to Google it. Rotten apples. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Is it rotten apples spoil the car? Oh, rotten apples. Hold on. Rotten apple spoils the barrel. There you are. A bad person influences everyone he or she comes into contact with, making them bad too. It's true. I'm a big believer in, like, energy and vibes. And, 
You know, sometimes yeah. like you stand next to someone, you can just feel them like dra- like draining your positive energy because they're like giving so much negativity. <laughs> like, I truly believe in that, and I'm like, what you yeah. give out, people feel it. They physically like or they like absorb it. So, if you're that yeah. rotten apple stinking up a stench in the corner of the office, yeah. sort yourself out. But also, yeah, but also at the same time, if you are being like mistreated and bullied, which does happen so often in the offices stand up for yourself don't just think oh no it's it's fine it's probably just me because that is one problem that a lot of officers have they don't deal with bullying correctly mm. it's it's terrible you get these people that clearly peaked in school and they move into an office and they get given manager in their title and they just get completely like you said earlier drunk with power yeah it's um it's a bit disturbing yeah people are mental um, people are mental um Yes, so I think that that pretty much caps off. That's that was was that a depressing conversation? Well, it took a turn, but you know, I think it's quite indicative of the society we live in that we just talked about day jobs and we automatically pretty much went straight to sexual harassment because that's the world we live in as women. Yeah, sexual harassment and bullying, (sighs) not getting promotions and things like that. Just saying. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Anyway, I've nearly, I've nearly been in my new job now for a month. It'll be a month. Wow, next week. really? Yeah, I would have been living in the north uh, for yeah a month on next Monday. It would be a month. It's flown by. And how is your new it's, job? It's it's good. Yeah, it's because obviously I had a really rough time in my old one, so this is a lot different. And because it's in the north, the people are a lot different. So yeah. it's it's more ch- it's more of a chilled environment. It's more like. Like in London, it was so like go 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 all the time, and I just it, it working in London was never my scene. Mm. I never wanted to do it, so I um yeah I'm I'm enjoying it, and it's it's in the countryside. So like when I go out for lunch, I can hear like cows mooing and stuff. Oh nice, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, it, it's cute. It's nice. Um, I actually um I get to visit London actually every three months as well oh, with, with work. So that's um. That's quite cool, but yeah, it's uh, it's not going too bad. My house is still not ready. Oh no! My house does not have a roof, and I would like quite. I'd like one of those, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we've had yeah, we've had a nightmare with that. I would say to everyone, never buy a house, but I feel like you have to. Um, stressful. Isn't just it? it's it's very stressful. It's very stressful. But it's worth and it. Like, so worth it when you're in. But I hope so. Yeah. it's really funny because I'll, I'll dri- I drive past like every week and see what progress has happened oh. and I'm like oh I've got a window oh I've got a second floor <laughs> oh I've got a garden um, I'm so excited to have a garden as well that's amazing <laughs> do you not have a garden? no you're... there's a communal space that's, but it's not really a garden it's just I live in like a little gated yeah. area and there is like little patches of green but not anywhere you can like privately sunbathe I've just got my window boxes that's sort of my garden my little window boxes outside my living room that I tend to when I'm actually at my house yeah, I really want to. I really want to get window boxes. I'm really. I am. Um, for me, a day to the garden centre is a day out. Oh, so I'm very love excited. <laughs> a trip to a garden centre. Get a lovely. They've always got like a nice little selection of snacks and foods there. A little soup. Yes. In the garden centre. Or like centre. a little cafe yeah. or something. Have a nice it's, lunch. Um, get your geraniums. Yeah. Get your <laughs> I really, I really want to start a vegetable patch. So <gasps> I think that might be, um, all that will be on my Instagram for a fair, fair while. Brilliant. Farewell. Okay, so before we do gratitude, just want to quickly mention Sunderland the Short Film Festival. 
So this is the first film festival I've ever been to that my film's been in because all the others have been like Canada and UK, United States and very, very happy. It was so cool. Like to just to break down the day. So about, so I get, I get to Sunderland and we have a filmmaker's lunch, AKA a free lunch. I'm there. I had so much food. I had so many cakes. I met other filmmakers. It was, and like, it was just so nice to be around people that like just knew what you want to do in life and it's um it's difficult talking about things sometimes to people who don't who are not into filmmaking because they kind of have this warped vision that like well you've made one film why aren't you directing Jurassic World 3 yeah um so it was cool to kind of like talk about the struggle and things like that I met some really cool filmmakers including one woman called Shayna Connolly who's from Chicago she's incredible she gave me so much advice not just in film but just in marriage and children (laughs) and just uh, all sorts of stuff um yeah and then we went to the screening of our film I was so tense during foxhole playing I generally don't think I was gonna like take a poo for like a month I was so I was so like I was literally at one point I think I was making a noise like because I was just so like um just I just I don't know why because what, what could possibly happen what's the worst that could happen um yeah so there was that our film didn't win mm-hmm. but the film that did win was so good okay um I would say we were second I'm just saying there was some shit in that category I'm just saying <laughs> I feel I would I said I wouldn't say that it was really funny though because after the film finished we had like a Q&A and I was really nervous because Obviously, with a podcast, I can edit stuff out if, yeah, it's, yeah, if it comes yeah. out like gobbledygook, which usually happens. But with a Q&A, like, it's live and there's people. I ended up going on about Charles Manson. <laughs> right. Like, an unhealthy amount. Um, but, no, it was uh, it was really great. The award show was really great. I met some really lovely people. Um, I had a great kebab. And... Um, yeah, I really hope that we get into more, if not with Foxhole, with the next adventure. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, really, really grateful for that. So yeah, so yeah, sorry, I'm going to kick off gr- gratitude with I'm really grateful for Sunderland Short Film Festival because mm-hmm. they were lovely and very accommodating to me, a complete idiot who didn't know what she was doing half the time. Like, they gave me a filmmaker's bag, which is like a goodie bag, and I screamed. I was like, <laughs> what? I get a bag? It was, it was just like a pen, a notebook, and like a breakfast bar, and I was like, I was so happy. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that my holiday is coming up because I desperately need to get away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 39 days, not counting. And <laughs> I'm grateful for John and Marlene, who I'm currently living with, who are just God's gift to the world. Absolutely adore them. I'm actually going to be very sad when my house is finished because it means I won't live with them anymore. <laughs> oh. but, uh, but yeah. What about you, Miss Brown? Uh, well, I'm very grateful for the job I'm currently in because I'm having a lovely time and working with some really great people. Uh, uh, I am also grateful... Well, do you know what I'm really grateful for? The fact that it's 20 to 9, almost quarter to 9, and there's still the sun in the sky. It's still bright outside, so I'm yes. very grateful for the long days. I feel like we're in America. Oh, so nice, so nice. And third thing I am grateful for... Do you know what? I'm really grateful for my playlists on my phone. <laughs> I am grateful for music. I, I, is, uh, this, is this positive pants pop along? Not particularly that. Well, I was just making a new one. I had like half an hour to kill before our little uh, our podcast date. So I was sort of just sort of going through my playlist and adding new music to them. Yeah. So I'm going through, I'm going through a, a, 
a phase of listening to music rather than listening to like podcasts and stuff when I've got free yeah, time. So I'm um, in a music phase. Yeah. So I'm grateful for music because it's brilliant and it makes me feel better. Have you, on that note, have you listened to Childish Gambino's new song? No. Add that to your, po- uh, to your, to your podcast, to your playlist. It's called This Is America. Oh, I of course. No, of course um, I have. I have. I have. I have. I've seen the video. Yes, it's. Yeah. I thought you would have. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, th- I thought you might have been wrong there. Yeah. But um, but yes. Um, so yes. So, sorry, this is a bit delayed. I've had uh, I've had a rough twenty six years. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a bit of a rough weekage week. I don't know. Mm. Uh, so I, I just generally want to just apologise because I don't think any of my social media makes sense lately. It's very jumbled. And I tweet things that my friends say are very depressive, but I'm just generally asking. Like, I tweeted something the other day, like, at what point of adulthood do you get to the point where everything's fine? And my friend was like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just generally asking, like, is it 27? Is it 29? 35? 42? 60? (laughs) How long do I have? Um, It's just a very confusing time for me. I've moved somewhere I've never lived before, and it's just very odd. I mean, you've moved around a lot, Miss Brown. I have, but I've always sort of kept my home for the last four years has been the same place. So, like, oh. I've always got my home to go back to at weekends, which I think is a big thing. Because I'm sort of, I guess like you, I hate being unsettled and feeling unsettled. And the fact that I have roots in my flat in London, which I spent so long not having. Because with work, I just go where the work is. So at the minute, I'm yeah. up near Manchester for the next two months. But... I always have my roots back home um, where me and Lee live. So at weekends, when I have time off, I can go back there. Um, but I'm like you. Any change of where I'm living sort of unsettles me. And I've just... I've been here now for... This is my the beginning of my third week here. I've been there for two weeks. And I've just started to sort of reach my balance of, like, yeah. where I'm at. It's it's hard. It sounds really sad. But like, the happiest moment of last week was when this delivery arrived. And it was a storage drawer tower. And I was so happy because now I finally have a place to put my underwear. Because before it was like all in a bag. And <laughs> it sounds so stupid. But when it arrived, I almost cried. Yeah, it's a little thing. <laughs> because I was like, I can finally organise all my bras. And I can finally put my pyjamas. And like, it was um, the little things. We want to yeah. get a house. I'd, it's just going to be every time there's a delivery, I'm going to be like, oh my God, the washing machine. Oh my God, the sofa. Um I just, I wish you could lose weight through crying because I'd just be stick freaking thin <laughs> at this point. Just too much. Anyway, that is the end of this week's podcast. Um, uh, just to round up, I've done, I've done the roundup about five times. I'm so sorry. I just, I just do you want to round up, Ellen? Do you want to take this burden off me? Um, what of, of day jobs? <laughs> Am I summing yes. up day jobs? Okay. Uh, day jobs are a necessary evil I think the takeaway is that um, try your best to stay positive doing them by focusing um, any spare time you have on the thing that it's funding so whatever creative outlet you have um, get, it, get a secret notebook keep it in your top drawer and just, just scribble to your heart's content whatever you may feel yeah. and if you hate your day or job or if you're really much, sneaky Oh, go on. Yeah, if you're really sneaky, just go online and do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> like one girl in my last job who watched Gone Girl. <laughs> no, what, at work? She watched Gone Girl one afternoon and me and my friend Francesca just sat there and were like, I cannot believe this girl is watching Gone Girl. That's hilarious. 
Yes, that's like uh, asking continue. to get fired. Uh, I was going to say, if you hate your job that much, leave. You've got that power, and mm. sometimes taking that control, I think, is a good thing. Yes. As Jojo once said, get out right now. 